Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Only things 
Keeping with tradition, no pun intended, I'd assume my liberation of Wicked would come about through a confrontation of more respectable proportions. But with only two shots, Wicked was free. I could have just as easily shot death the inimitable Dr. Coldglow, as he more than deserved it for the music he subjected me to, which, to me, nearly topped the list of his atrocities. Stepping forth from the shadows, I walked nonchalantly to where my long-lost friend lay restrained. Oh my, my, my. What an abject deed you've done, you moseying mountain of a man. Why, you've snuffed the lights of a pair of luminaries, for sure. They'd walked the surface of their inner moons and come back to dance about it. And there they lay, their brains, which once vibrated with realized revelations spread out like tangles of misplaced cotton candy. Shame on you. The only thing those two were vibrating with was that awful music of yours. Now, keep quiet, or I'll feed you my next bullet. Now, Baron, don't you think even for a country minute that you can budge me out of line? You'll have to wait your turn. Wicked sat up from the gurney the sheet covering his body sliding down to reveal that he wasn't restrained at all. He even had a pair of long, curving knives strapped to his hips. What the hell are you doing, you raving lunatic? Tell me you have no intention of getting yourself hooked up to that machine. Do you have any idea what it'll do to you? Oh, Baron, you doubting Thomas, you. Surely you know that the world wishes to conceal its dirty secrets from us. What it did to us when the lights went out. This fine man has concocted a means to pilfer that wisdom. And what do you do to thank him for his extraordinary ministrations? Why, you air out the hoary heads of two of his finest cavaliers. That's quite a bad look, even for you, my giant friend. But, despite all that, I can't say that I'm not happy to see you. And what, pray tell, did you just toss into the machine? A bomb. You should take the appropriate cover. Baron, you... I didn't have time to debate the issue. Dylan would doubtlessly have put up a formidable philosophical defense of his ridiculous intentions, which, 
despite its apparent depth and complexity, would merely obscure the want to do what he knew he shouldn't. I was pleased to see that the new world hadn't changed him. The machine, whatever it was, collapsed into a smoking junk pile. But the doctor, proving more nimble than the typical medical practitioner, managed to leap beyond the bite of fire and shrapnel. Suffice it to say, he wasn't pleased. No! You've re-wrapped the gifts of the gods, put the genie back into the bottle, reinstated the barbarism of the past. But, as the machine proved, as I proved, what can be unmade can be made again. Yes. I imagine it'll be pretty easy to reconstruct that homemade lobotomy machine of yours. But for the time being, you'll have to make do with a pipette and a rock hammer. Baron, you dastardly devil. You are clearly no respecter of science. Or personal property, for that matter. And you've undoubtedly done the will of Providence. A practical avatar. I suppose I should be furious. Which is likely why I'm not. <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you that despite your best efforts, you're entirely too predictable. I'm not the only one. I can tell by your lack of concern for the sounds of many feet descending the stairwell that you've secreted another one of your vaunted explosive baubles. Confirming Wicked's words, a second explosion rang out as the proverbial welcoming committee encountered my first tripwire-activated explosive. We know each other too well, it seems. Expecting some response or another from the lunatic doctor, I turned to see how he was taking my second surprise of the day. But he was gone. I suggest we go the way of the good doctor, for as much as I'd enjoy yet another spirited encounter with the rust-covered creatures upstairs, you lack the proper accoutrements to deny the effects of their infectious touch. But I did bring you a present, which should prove useful enough. A lead-lined gauntlet. Unfortunately, I could only fit the one. Explosives can take up a lot of space, you see. Ever the pragmatist, eh, Baron? Not entirely. Not recently. But I've had more than my share of whimsy of late. I'm more than happy for you to take back the role of risk-taker. You're always better at foolishness than me. A gift and a concession. I suppose that makes up for your party crashing. Beyond all that, and to my great and abiding shame, I have indeed lingered here too long. I'd made a bargain with an angel, wouldn't you know? It agreed to entrust me with some juicy hints concerning where Vive had gotten herself to, should only I do away with the doctor and that incredible machine of his. But the place was filled with just so much fun stuff, I just couldn't help myself. Now with you here, the very spirit of rationality, I do think the time has come for us to say our goodbyes to this fine city. Oh, and we should find and kill that doctor, as much as it pains me to do so. He's very much like us, you know, a sort of visionary. If you say so. I also spoke with the angel. It offered me a similar arrangement, although its greatest offering was by far its stew, unparalleled. Were you given the chance to sample it? Stew? I was never offered any stew. You poor fool. You were duped.
Now, where did that doctor get to? There must be a bolt hole hidden hereabouts. Stepping into the spiral, I looked to where the lobotomist vanished, and indeed deduced his egress. A small door had been built into the wall behind what was left of the now smoldering machine. Wicked threw open the door while he watched me step from without the winding way. His smile not unlike some impish child's. That disappearing trick of yours is new. Where did you get it? The angel gave it to you along with the stew, didn't he? I woke up with it. And don't wonder whether I don't know your new trick either. I saw it for myself. Is that so? This new world suits you, it seems. Or you've adapted to it quickly enough. I wondered how you might be faring, you and that stubborn rationalism of yours. How it held up against all this lovely nonsense. It's more than nonsense. It's some new order predicated on... something else. But it's fading, whatever it is. The old world returning, at least, in some measure. All good things must come to an end. Even worlds, I guess. Donald must be having a ball with all of this. Or perhaps he finally won his war against waking, as I've heard him put it more times than I care to remember. Making our way through the cramped passage, we ended up in the sewer. In spanning the lanes of rippling sewage was a small bridge, which, in turn, led to some kind of laboratory, the nerve center of the morbid doctor's efforts to pluck memories from lunatics' heads. It was stacked with books and diagrams and piles of various assorted junk. There was also a large monitor that cycled through surveillance cameras that were set up across the city. Most interesting, however, was the painting leaned up against the wall. It was of the Angel of Rust, the very creature that, in my surprise at locating Wicked, I'd neglected to kill. It's not a bad painting at all. Seems the doctor had some talent. Pity none of it concerned medicine. Did you ever run into this rusty angel while you were at the hospital? I did, in fact. I'd snuck all the way to where he sat, head bowed in gentle repose, a dying orange light reaching down a crooked, glowing finger that touched him upon the forehead. I was in a rush at the time, so I made to cut his head off at once. But then he lifted his head and looked at me. I saw myself reflected in his eyes. He made me see myself as nothing more than a collection of little habits, little traditions of cause and effect. Me, defined by a bunch of little predictable cycles. <laughs> Can you believe such a thing? But it's true. His eyes made an incontrovertible argument. They showed me atoms spinning in tiny, flawless orbits, molecules stacking into repetitive, perfect piles, hearts sounding out the same old tune, blood flowing within unchanging currents, organs caught within the web of a single, methodical process, neurons firing in monotonous sequences, the weather whirling for the same four seasons, planets making the same old, tired circles, and on and on and on, and I was just a cycle made from smaller cycles. There was no escape, no breaking the chain. At that very moment, I realized I was just a fool. <laughs> I've been telling you as much since the day we met, and it never seemed to faze you. Apparently, it did indeed take a divine act to finally get you on board with the fact. 
<laughs> you are an awful bastard, Baron. A perfect bastard, in fact. I can always count on you for the comforts of a cold stone. But to finish my tale, I don't remember much after I looked the creature in the eyes. I just woke up in a cell, surrounded by those charming white heads. Oh my, how we danced and danced. Every day that splendid doctor would play us a lovelier tune than the last. And off we'd all go. Just as Wicked began to simulate his dancing routine, I discovered a hidden drawer in the bottom of the doctor's rickety desk. Inside were the remains of a journal, something barely held together by the binding. Skipping past all his pseudo-scientific nonsense, I came across a highlighted section with a curious symbol in red ink. It was labeled the sign of Mercury. Beneath the crude drawing was written, For now, the creature that calls itself an angel leaves me to my important work. But should that ever change, I have a good mind to use this, the sign of Mercury, the antithesis to its essence. While I'd much rather not commit an act of violence, as I am a doctor after all, I will do as I must. I will inscribe several weapons that I've kept hidden. So, should the need arise to oppose my angelic benefactor, I will be ready. I was surprised by the relative clarity of the writing, not a drop of alliteration, and it was satisfying to discover that my mind was no less sharp for the passage of certain unremembered events, as I'd already deduced Mercury as the bane of the rust creatures, though, admittedly, not the actual symbol for Mercury. Once I stepped upon the spiral, it didn't take very long for me to find Cold Glow's hidden weapons. A 38 revolver with both the grip and the individual rounds inscribed, a pocket knife, and a bone saw. We'd been given no instructions to kill the angel. Just the doctor and his machinations. But I had yet to determine if the creature was less of an angel and more of a flying pig. Besides, I was no hired assassin. My prey were my own to determine. While I searched the sewer laboratory, Wicked perused the doctor's notes and drawings, calling out all the most interesting nuggets. At one point, he began playing recordings from Cold Glow's stack of audio tapes, his notes concerning the Dark Awakening. I've awoken to insanity spilled from the insides of a million madmen's heads. There isn't a corner of the city it hasn't touched. I've tried to contact the world beyond the city, but no one answers. No one except for more madmen. Many thousands are dead, strewn throughout the streets, trees, rooftops, all of them showing signs of the most terrible and creative atrocities imaginable. And every one of these horrors are distinct from one another. And then there are the mad, who may just outnumber the dead. Night after night they scream and howl. I brought as many as can be accommodated into the hospital. More than can be accommodated, in fact. But I'd rather have them here than wandering the streets. Their madness seems a product of what they remember from the vanished year of our lives. A year by my calculations, at any rate. Each night they dream and remember. Nevertheless, in the few cases where one of these individuals could communicate some shape of their dreams, their sleeping recollections, no two are alike, showing the same creativity as the means and methods behind the piles of corpses littering the city.
The people look to me for answers, my guidance. I am the only one here who is able to heal them. Some of them. I will not tell them that I too have begun to suffer the dreams of the mad, recalling faintly the deeds I'd done when once the lights of the world had gone dead. I remember a voice, an ethereal breath that haunted an infinite darkness, a darkness to which I was, in some way, beholden to. It whispered to me of its torment, having been denied an existence beyond only shadows and whispers, how I had been born in the deepest and darkest soils within the basement of the universe, and now only yearned to be given flesh and form, to haunt the hollows of a real body. It intimated certain secrets, a blueprint for its release. In the process it taught me how to open certain doors, all of them leading closer to the beginning, where wisdom lives and breathes. Open enough of them, it said, and the way would be made clear for its return, and the ultimate truth. Before I can subject a single patient to the machine that I was instructed how to design, I will do to myself what I would do to others. I must confess that the device makes little sense to me, as the rituals I performed upon all its component parts seem to do nothing by way of imbuing them with any additional, noticeable properties. Though I confess, once I got the entire thing put together, there emanated a strange power from the contraption, an echo of something old and loud. I, Abernassus Coldglow, now prepare to go on a pilgrimage, beyond the present and back into the past, to return from the darkness that once lived within us, to bear back the truth it stole from us, and replace it with wisdom. When next I speak, should I return at all, it will be with a mind fortified with the truth. I saw it. <laughs> I was there, walking the burning path of unknowable knowing, hearing the song of unsingable sounds. Wild with wisdom, I've become a beast of knowledge, though not so wild that I've forgotten the way back. I need only follow my footsteps back into the past. Only this time, I will bring company. What a wonderful world we'll all create. They'll be singing and dancing and knowing the truth that once was only known to the darkness. And I shall do it again and again and again and again. <laughs> Apparently, that machine I blew to pieces causes a person to engage in excessive alliteration. I told you he was like us. A poet who seeks the transformation of the world, one head of hair at a time. I will admit that he does remind me a little of you. Neither one of you have the will or the want to stop wagging their tongues. Christ, now he's got me doing it. Strange that an angel of madness would want to put a stop to him. He is, after all is said and done with, doing the mad angel's work. Why, every whitehead I met was mad and happy as a ghost in a graveyard. Because he's crazy, that's why. He and the angel make about as much sense as you trying to climb into that foolish contraption. And yet you came here to find me, save me even. 
your imbecilic friend who'd gladly trade his last cow for a handful of magic beans. You don't fool me, Baron. You need me to balance you out, soften you up, lest all those dry wits of yours ripen you completely to stone. Not to suggest that I don't need you. Why, what good is a magic trick without a steady hand to hold the hat? Keep your teeth together. Something's coming. It's fitting that the two of you should die here, in the filth-streaked waters of Asilla. It was a blessed one, along with his remaining three comrades. I tossed Wicked the pocket knife and the bone saw, knowing full well he wouldn't touch the gun. All four of the angel's chosen monsters drew rusty blades in unison. Wicked and I slowly advanced upon the quartet, my long-lost lunatic shining his signature grin. Only this time, it began upon his face and ended upon mine. It was good to have him back. Red Mother is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Stephen Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia.